Welcome to episode 69 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. In 1 Corinthians 4.16, Paul exhorts us to be imitators of him. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Today on the podcast, we're going to start, a, I think, a very exciting Bible study, six references in the New Testament that I want to bring your attention to that I think are very critical for our spiritual growth, our discipleship, and our understanding. And the six verses I'm referring to are six times the Apostle Paul admonished us to imitate him. Think about how strong the word imitate is or to follow. The first reference I want you to look at with me is 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the 16th verse, he says, therefore, I exhort you, be imitators of me. In almost all these references, we'll find the word therefore. In other words, there's something that has happened that the Apostle Paul is commenting on, and he says, therefore, I want you to handle the situation. I want you to handle the opportunity. I want you to handle the difficulty like I handled it. Let me be your example. You know, Jesus in Acts 1, 1, it says of him, everything he began to do and to teach. And while the gospel certainly has a intellectual appeal and should stimulate us, the truth is that the gospel is demonstrated by those whose lives have been affected by the living Lord in our lives. So let's look at this first admonishment from the Apostle Paul here in 1 Corinthians 4.16, where he admonishes them to imitate him. Let's put this chapter in context. I think the first couple verses are really wonderful uh, when talking about what our responsibility as believers are. And he says this in verse 1 and 2, let a man regard us in this manner. In other words, this is how I want you to see me as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. I want you to notice how those two things go together. When we say that we are servants of Christ, that we are followers of Christ, therefore we are stewards of the mysteries or those things that God wants to reveal about himself. Not to keep a secret, but to reveal things he's put in our heart, things he's put in his word. And so that's a stewardship. I like that word that we're called to disseminate that. We're called to share that. And then in the next number of verses, he talks about uh, the different ways that they are received and and, uh, how some people are, uh, you know, living pretty good, but some aren't. And then in verse 11, he kind of gets down to the nitty gritty of this. And remember, verse 16 says, therefore be imitators of me. So these are the verses preceding that. So in verse 11, he says, to present to this present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty. We are poorly clothed and roughly treated and are homeless. <laughs> now listen, this is pretty serious territory. Here's a man that was preaching the gospel, that was changing the world, and he wasn't going to stop because he wasn't being compensated properly. We'll see this as one of the themes of the Apostle Paul's life. He's not shy about mentioning it that they should be compensated properly, but he's giving them an example. He says, look, we're, we're in rough straits right now. It, he said, right now, not 
this used to happen to us, but in this present hour, uh, we could use some better meals. Our, our clothes are shabby. Often we're hungry and even thirsty, and right now we're homeless. We really do need to have a place. We've given up everything to follow Christ. That's a, that's a pretty serious challenge. And uh, I think today in our world where we have a lot of prosperity and a lot of liberty, that the concept of this type of sacrifice is something that's very much lost to us. Yet the truth is, if you look at people in the ministry or people that you admire in the gospel, and you really hear their backstory, you're going to find out that maybe they couldn't put all these things in one verse, that at the present time they were homeless, hungry, uh, thirsty, they didn't have a place to lay their head, they weren't fed well. But you will find out that most of the people that you really admire, they have gone through seasons of testing where there was lack in their life. There were scary situations in their life, yet they pressed on and continued to be stewards of the gospel message that God had given them. The Apostle Paul says we should imitate him in these things, meaning that he would expect that if we followed him, that there would be opportunity to be disregarded, as he says. He says this in verse 12, for we toil working with our own hands. What's he referring to there? He's saying we're subsidizing our living. There's not enough for the ministry to support us. Remember the story that Jesus told the parable of the laborers who were standing on the street corner and each hour Jesus went out to them and said, hey, there's work in the vineyard. There's work in the vineyard. And uh, finally, he goes back to the last guy, the last group standing and says, why are you standing here? And here was their response. No man hath hired me. I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of good ideas, maybe even some real creative ways the gospel could be applied to our culture. They may have a genuine calling on their life, but they're waiting for somebody to hire them rather than to do what they can do to sacrifice themselves, to spread themselves thin, to downsize their life, whatever it would take for them to do the thing that God has put on their heart. And obviously, I think we ought to be as smart as a banker. You know, when a, when a guy goes into a bank and he wants a small business loan or he's got an idea for an invention, you know, the first thing that banker is going to ask is, what kind of skin do you have in the game? Like, what have you invested? You want me to invest? What have you invested? What collateral are you willing to put up with your life? And uh, I, I think that's a fair judgment, that we ought to be looking at people that say that they're called to the ministry what collateral are they putting up? What sacrifices are they making? What downside are they making? How many hours are they working? Are they willing to roll up their sleeves and to work so that they have the privilege of preaching the gospel? Give me a man or woman like that, and that's somebody that I want to imitate. That's somebody that I want to follow. You know, I've planted a few churches, and what people don't understand is when you do that, you go back to zero. You start all over again. The thing that you've built up that you've kind of earned goes away, and you're back to starting over again. And for me, you know, I laid sod, I dug ditches, I fixed cars in my backyard, I did whatever I could during those days uh, so that I could preach the gospel, so that that church could be started. That doesn't compare to the Apostle Paul's suffering, certainly, but the principle there of working with our own hands certainly does. 
He says then, and when we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. In other words, when we are talked bad about, we just bless back. We remember Jesus was our example, and that that is part of what we signed up for. You signed up for that when you put your foot forward to become a leader in the body of Christ. And then he said, when we're persecuted, we endure. In other words, when you're persecuted, you're treated unfairly. You do something with justice, and instead you get injustice. You do something with mercy, and instead you receive no mercy. You do something in kindness, and instead you are treated unkindly. That's exactly what he's talking about here. And now in verse 14, or let me go to verse 13, excuse me. When we are slandered, we try to conciliate. (laughs) I like that. We try to conciliate. In other words, that's our posture. That's how we're thinking. We have become the scum of the world, the dregs of all things, even until now. In other words, he's saying that's how they're looked at. I want you to think about how much effort is put into protecting our reputation. Now, Protecting your testimony is one thing, and I think you need to do that by living holy and living right and doing the right things. Protecting your reputation is another thing. Let your testimony be the thing that protects your reputation. There's a lot of folks out there that don't want to do this, and they don't want to say that. They don't want to really be stewards with the truth because they value their reputation more than they value their stewardship, and I think that's not a good thing. But here he says very clearly that when we're slandered, we'll try to conciliate. Let your testimony be the thing that is a defense for you. Then in verse 14, he says, I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. In other words, I'm not putting you down because you haven't suffered like me. I'm admonishing you. And then that's where verse 15 comes in that you've heard quoted. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, Yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your your father through the gospel. Therefore, because I'm your father, not just a teacher, I exhort you to be imitators of me. Hey, I want you to drink this in and really give this consideration to the life of a follower of Christ and a disciple. This has been Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context, and I pray you will consider these truths today in Jesus' name. Today, Keith began a series of discussions on being imitators. In 1 Corinthians 4, Paul lays out all that he has suffered through for the gospel. Tired, hungry, tattered clothes, homeless, working with his hands, being persecuted, slandered, etc. At the end of the day, no matter what he went through, no matter what we go through, Paul is calling us to be a steward of the gospel message. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at InnerPastors. See you next week.